When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I should be a singer. I shouldn't be a podcaster. I shouldn't be a stand-up comedian. I should be a singer. A G-D singer. Here at the Sharp sharp Tongue Podcast. Numero quattro. That means number four. In your fucking face. Did I need to swear there? No. Can I? Yeah. Why? It's my podcast. And I'm here, tucked in a corner, in a hotel. I'm at the Yotel Hotel in New York City. I'm tucked in a corner in one of their little banquettes, facing a wall, so I can get optimal sound. I think Luther Vandross is playing on the speaker behind me. Who gives a shit? Maybe somebody's getting it on in their hotel room to this music. I hope they are. I hope somebody's making a baby tonight. Because I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to have any kids because uh, I don't think there's any more room in the world, personally, emotionally or physically. No more room for the babies. I'm just going to have chinchillas and animals for the rest of my life. I am in NYC, New York City. Somebody just walked by with the loudest bag ever. I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Who's crunching bags? What are we doing with our lives if we're crunching bags down hallways? I'm a, I just got done with a weekend of shows at Levity Live in West Nyack at the Palisades Mall. If you guys came out, I appreciate you for the Jess America tour. It was a wonderful weekend. I had Marcella Arguello with me again and my boy Marty Caproni, who had his dick out on one show. He had his fly down. So if anybody was there and got to see his little turtle, his little cute painted turtle peeking out of his pants. You're welcome. You got that free of charge. Um, yeah, it's been great. It, it was a wonderful weekend. One of my favorite places to play. And this weekend coming up, I'm going to be at the Kansas City Improv. So if you're near the area, come on out and find me. You can stalk me. I'll be there May 1st. 
2nd and 3rd, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Kansas City Improv with my Just America tour. Come out and see me and say hello. Buy me a shot of tequila or maybe a waffle. And then we'll walk right into my heart together. <laughs> I've had a, a couple beers. I mean, this is a Sunday night. Uh, I, I normally like to take this fresh on Mondays, but, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be able to have service on the train I'm taking. I have to take a train tomorrow morning, uh, a Monday morning, from New York City to Plattsburgh to play at college. So I wasn't sure what kind of service I was going to have, and I didn't want to be a total asshole and, and post this really late. So I'm here tucked in a corner after a couple of beers. So fuck you guys, but I still love you. Do you, still, do, do you love me? Don't leave me. Please don't leave me. Um... I I went to Ohio. I was in, in Cape Girardeau. Girardeau. You know, it's it's Girardeau. In Missouri, it's Cape Girardeau, but they call it Girardeau because they're assholes. If you look at the spelling of it, it's like Gerard Depardieu. What are we doing here? I, I went there to this small town, and I took the smallest plane of my life. It was like eight seats. It felt like I was in a fucking van. And the, the pilots were about 18 years old. I, you know what I what I couldn't stand the dude that was like closing the plane up you know the guy that just kind of shuts everything down and you know is like yeah you're good to get off the tarmac he was like 60 years old and the pilot was like 20 I need that shit reversed I can't look at a dude who's flying a plane who in my mind I'm pretty sure has no idea how to go down on a girl you need to know cunnilingus you need to know the skills of cunnilingus before I feel comfortable about you flying me in, a, in an eight-seater jet. I was so scared. And then I landed in New York after Missouri. And my neck was all fucked up from the flight. Because I was on a goddamn greyhound of the skies. Bouncing around on turbulence. My ass. I felt like I was a, 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 a pair of keys in, in, in the dryer. Just being tumbled around up in the air. It was bullshit. And I... I uh, I got a four-handed massage in New York City. <laughs> a four-handed massage. Um, these adorable women. I don't know why I need to call them adorable. I couldn't see if they were adorable. I was in a dark massage room, but I'm assuming they were adorable because of the magicness that came out of their fingers. That's right, the magicness. You're welcome for a new word this week. Four f four hand did I say four finger? It's a four hand massage. I might have said four finger. That's a totally different massage. That's college. The four finger massage is just all your college years. I got a four handed massage and it just God damn. I get it. That shit felt so good. They were up at my head, she was like massaging my scalp and the other chick was down by my toes and I didn't think enough I, I just wanted to make it rain on them while they were massaging me. But I was just drooling and farting because I was so relaxed. But, you know, they fixed my neck. They fixed my neck from the shitty plane. Yeah, fucking Cape Girardeau. I had fun, though. It was a great college show. They were insane. A lot of fun. And then I, 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 been, I spent the weekend in New York. I lived here for 10 years, so I have a lot of history here. Marcella opened for me at Levity Live. And... Uh, we walked around New York City, and it was kind of dope because I got to go to the bar that I used to bartend at. I used to bar bartend at this place called, actually it was called the No Name Bar, because there was no name on it when I worked there. And now it's called the Soho Room. And I went there, and we had a couple drinks. 
And uh, when, when I was working there one time, actually, uh, probably about seven years ago, maybe eight years ago, Nas was there. I don't know if anybody's familiar with Nas. If you're not familiar with Nas, we'll probably never be friends. He's one of the greater rappers from the 90s, um, Illmatic. Do yourself a favor and go buy Illmatic on iTunes. Uh, I met him one night, and it was so dope because I, w- I was waitressing, and I was so scared to say anything to him. And I like, I, you know, I kind of respect people when I meet them. I mean, sometimes I bug out, but, you know, I know they, they like their personal space. But that particular night, I was waitressing in my little slutty outfit. I'm pretty sure. It's, it's one of these outfits that you wear when you look back on as a grown grown woman or, or more mature woman. You realize the outfits that you wore when you are bartending. You think to yourself, my tampon string could have been showing because that's how short the outfit was. So I hope, Nas, if you're listening to this, that I didn't have a tampon string out. But uh, I wrote him a little thank you note on the back of his check. And then he had his manager reach out to me for the next three days. I think Nas wanted to bang me, but I was too scared. I didn't know if my vagina would be Illmatic. I was worried about what kind of rap song he would write about my vagina after that experience. You know, maybe it would have been a love song. Why am I, why am I like, bashing my vagina? I probably have a really amazing vagina, and I'm just assuming Nas would write a horrible rap song about it. God, I loved New York, man. I lived here for so long. I used to get so drunk. I, I rode a couple garbage trucks home. I lived uh, on Madison between Lewis and Marcus Garvey in Bed-Stuy. And uh, I, I used to ride garbage trucks at 4 o'clock in the morning. We'd get home, and that was the, the shift that just happened to be there with me and my roommate, Aaron, Aaron Birmingham, who's now a very successful lawyer. She was my roommate, and we would get dropped off by our cab driver in front of our apartment. And I would think it was a smart decision to hop on the back of a fucking garbage truck. And ride that for three blocks. I did it once, three nights in a row. I got to know the guys. It was like Clark and Johnny. They're like, hey, what's up, Jesse May? Hop on back. We're going to go take care of Mrs. Lewis's garbage. What a hot mess. I'm sorry, Mom, if you're listening to this. That's what I did. When you sent me money, I was out at bars spending your money on drinks and coming home and riding garbage trucks. You're welcome. I, uh... God, New York was so fun. This weekend was so amazing. We had I had brunch with Steve Urkel. And Jaleel, if you're listening, listening, I'm sorry that I just called you Steve Urkel. I'm not sorry. You know what? You're Steve Urkel. You're also Jaleel White. And you're my boy. But I'm, I'm pretty sure when you walk down the street, people are always going to be like, did I do that? You know what? Own up to it. You're a beautiful man. He was a, He was just a gentleman. He's a great dude. We had a delicious brunch at Lure Fish Bar in Soho. And uh, it was just kind of one of those surreal moments where you're just like, you know, I'm having lunch with an amazing dude, a great guy, but also somebody who I watched on the regular as a child. So it's this moment where you're like, I'm a, I'm a friend, but I'm also a fan. And uh, it, was just, it was just really great. It was just one of those, those times in your life where you're just like, you know, my career has brought me to some pretty amazing places I mean I started riding garbage trucks and here I am sharing sushi with Steve Urkel shit got real it was amazing I um god I loved New York I miss it walking in the streets I miss it I uh I actually you know speaking of of chocolate men because Steve Steve Urkel I gotta stop calling you Steve Urkel Jaleel okay Urk I'll call you Urk how about that Urk is a delicious chocolate man, and uh, 
I had a dude hit on me a while back when I was living in New York. Delicious chocolate, man. This beautiful black dude. And uh, he actually played the black Jesus in one of Madonna's videos. His name is Leon. And he was a beautiful man. And he was hitting on me for like a week. He was trying to get in there, you know. Not as a pervert, but just as, you know, a black dude just being like, hey, you're a cute white girl, let's make this happen, swirl life, you want to get together. And I just was too scared because I just imagined him pole vaulting me with his enormous penis across the room, and I, I just, you know, I regret that. I wish I just would have taken him up on it, smoke some weed with him, hang out, and, you know, ride the chocolate train. I don't know why I didn't. I've never done a black dude. That's a regret of mine. I gotta, I gotta check that off the bucket list. I've never done a black dude. I've never done a woman. I've never done coke. I just want to get all that shit done in one night. I'm too scared to spread it over a lifetime. I think RuPaul is my only shot at this point. <laughs> Work! Cover girl! I, uh... I just, I loved it here, man. I lived in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. Do or die Bed-Stuy? I lived there for like two and a half years. That was the first place I moved to when I moved to New York. Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. And that was like... Eight years ago. The shit was ripe. It was ripe. The rent was still really cheap. White people didn't even realize what was going on in Bed-Stuy. And I moved there. I remember my mom being so scared for me. She's like, do or die. Because that's the motto of Bed-Stuy. It's Bed-Stuy, do or die. If you drive around Bed-Stuy, you see that spray painted everywhere. Bed-Stuy is short for Bedford-Stuyvesant in Brooklyn. And, um do or die is just spray painted everywhere and my mom was just reading the sign one time because she helped me move and she was like do do or die jesus christ jesse my what is that i'm a little nervous for you and i was like mom it's not do or die it's it's doherty it's one word it's the neighbor it's just a neighbor it's a popular neighbor he's just a nice guy she was so scared man and she, and she rightfully so because you know i got mugged or attempted to be mugged like twice in my Bedford-Stuyvesant days, one time I was walking home, and it, I just had started my bartending gig, and I was walking home, and I was just dumb. I was on my cell phone, and, and cops always tell you, don't go on your cell phone when you're walking home, because you're not, paying a, you're not paying the fuck attention. You need to pay the fuck attention. And I was walking home, and uh, I turned the corner on my block. I literally could see my apartment, and I felt somebody grab my arm on my left, and then they grabbed my arm on my right. There were two of them, two young boys, about 15 years old, and they were trying to take my purse, and I was bugging out because at that point I was just bartending. I was making, like, barely $300 a week, and all I could think about were all my comedy notes in my purse. I had, like, two tampons and all my comedy notes that, had, that I'd ever written. Now, given they were probably the shittiest jokes you could ever imagine in your lives, but imagine that's all you have and that's what you're working towards and these two kids are trying to steal it thinking I have money in there and little do they know I have the worst jokes ever I probably should have let them just take my purse and they can learn their lesson like yo yo you can't get money from these girls you're just gonna get shitty jokes from them but I, I scream and I fought and I acted like a crazy woman I turned into a chicken lady I actually have a joke about it on stage I I, I just I was I, I killed him with crazy I just went crazy in the street and, they, and I scared them away they, they ran away from me and I kept my comedy notes and my tampons and I'm here to tell you the story <laughs> where there's a will there's a way 
and there's shitty jokes. Um, some other kid pulled up to me and my roommate, Aaron, one time in broad daylight. It was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We were walking to the train. 3 o'clock in the afternoon, this kid pulls up to us on his bicycle. And he had bad brakes, so you could hear the brakes. After, you know, he just, he pulled up behind us, and it was like, we could hear his brakes stop. And, and he goes, don't turn around. And we turn around. And Aaron at the time was in law school, and she had all of her law books. And he goes, give me everything you got. That was his attempt to mugging us in broad daylight on his Schwinn with shitty brakes, telling us to not turn around, but also needing us to give him everything. Get your shit together. If you're going to be a fucking hoodlum, if you're going to be a thief, get your shit in order. You need people to turn around if you want them to give you your shit. And so Aaron turns around, hands him all of her law books. There was like six of them. And if anyone's ever been to law school, they're thick as fuck. Thick and heavy. And she hands them to him. And he couldn't even hold on to them. And he was like, ha I'm just kidding. Just kidding, guys. Just kidding. We scared the shit out of that kid. So I hope with those two experiences, I have saved a couple people from getting mugged. Because I put a bad taste in those uh, those kids' mouths. The first kids being like, oh, we didn't get any money. We just got horrible dick jokes. And the second kid being like, I should go to college. So you're welcome. Two hoodlums off the street because of me and my friend Aaron. God, that apartment was so shitty that I lived in on Bainbridge. I lived on Bainbridge and Stuyvesant Heights. And I don't know if I told you, you guys this story last week, but... The apartment that Aaron and I lived in, there were roaches all the time and fucking huge ones. I'm talking about like, you almost you almost want to have a conversation with these with these roaches because they're so big. You feel like they might relate to you. You might have some shit in common. And one time I was just watching TV and and two roaches came out from behind my TV and I was like, that's it. I can't deal with this shit anymore. I called my landlord who lived underneath me and we always called him Cole because he reminded us of Cole from uh, um, Martin. <laughs> Martin he looked like Cole from Martin and I called him I was like yo you got to get up here there are roaches everywhere they're having a party they've invited themselves to watch TV with me and he was like no I've got an exterminator I was like oh you have an exterminator there now great in my mind I was like what an idiot just coincidentally had an exterminator there he comes upstairs his exterminator was his Timberland boot This motherfucker proceeded to smash the roaches with his Timberland boot. And he went around about three times. He got them all. Now, you know, in his defense, he got them all. But that's not extermination. That's some really lazy landlord shit. And he put his boot back on. And he left. And I had to deal with three roach carcasses. And coal. And in the wake of coal. Jesus. But I loved New York, man. There's so many crazy things that happened. I Actually, I remember I met Gerard Butler. I don't know if you guys know Gerard Butler. He's uh, the actor from 300. That's how he got famous. He played uh, one of the Spartans. This is Sparta. That's Gerard Butler with his painted on abs. Um, When I lived in in New York, I met him just coincidentally. I was at the... Mercer Hotel, which is a popular place in in Soho, and I told my girlfriends, I'm like, yo, that's the dude from 300, and the movie had just released, like, two weeks before that particular night, so, you know, it it, it was popular, but nobody really knew who he was, 
and they were like, who? And I'm like, yo, the dude from 300, the, the dude with all the abs and the, and the, you know, he's got kind of like the sloppy mouth. You think he's hiding an accent, but you're not sure. He could be Scottish or British, but he's trying to be Greek. You know, that dude, they had no idea. I went to the bathroom when I walked by. He, he locked eyes because, you know, I'm a babe. I'm not going to deny it. He locked eyes with me and one of his, one of his cohorts that was with him, one of these sloppy-looking Scottish dudes was like, did you see that? Did you see that girl? She looked at you. I can't do a Scottish a- accent. D- accent. Accent. I can't do a Scottish accent. Jesus, what a tongue twister. Scottish accent. Oh, yeah. Did y'all see the girl looking at you? It sounds like my hillbilly grandpa. Oh, yeah. Did you see that girl looking at you? That's what his friend said when I walked by. And I went to the bathroom. I came back out. I looked back at him. I threw the eyes at him. You know, the F me eyes, like, hey, bat, 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 I'm so cute. Went and sat down at the bar. He leaves, and right before he leaves, he waves at me and says goodnight. And I was like, oh, that's my cue. So I ran upstairs after him, and he was out in the street. And I was like, yo, what's up? Your movie was great. I'm a big fan. Congratulations. He got right in my face, and he was like, are you an actor? And I was like, no, I'm just starting out in comedy. He's like, well, do you think you can handle acting? And I was like, yeah, I don't know, dude. I just, I thought you looked good in your movie and you're, and you're a good actor. And he's like, look at me in the eyes. And I'm like, what's going on? He's like, if you can't have eye contact, you can't be an actor. And I'm like, are you high? And then he's, and then he's like, well, just hold my, hold my stare. And I'm like, what's happening? And then he kisses me, grabs my face, kisses me, squeezes my ass, hands me his espresso mug and gets into the limousine. And I just stood there and I, I contemplated how I'd gotten to that point, how I let him just kiss me, pinch my ass, and leave. And then I looked down into the mug, and one of his little beard hairs was in the coffee mug, the espresso mug, and I kept it for about four years. I, and I, <laughs> I kept it because the beard hair was there. And I would tell everybody, that's Gerard Butler's beard hair. And then I fucking threw it out because he's an asshole with his sloppy mouth. What are you going to do? That was hilarious. So much shit happened in New York, man. I love New York. I really did. What a great weekend. We had so much fun this weekend. So much fun. The Levity Live shows were just so great. I, I used to perform in that club all the time. God, what else happened this week? So much. So many things happened in the news. Yo, uh, Bruce Jenner. Diane Sawyer. Huge news. 17 million people tuned in. Uh, you know, who gives a shit? You know, I don't. I don't care what anyone does, who they want to have sex with, if they don't want a dick, if they want a dick, if they want to turn their dick into a vagina. If Bruce Jenner wanted to turn his dick into origami, who cares? Let him be happy. Let him live his life. I think it's great. I, you know, Do we need a Diane Sawyer sit down? I don't know if we need that. You know, if it can help people who feel different feel more comfortable, then yeah. Maybe we need to have more of those. Um, did he get paid for that? That's my question. 17 million viewers. How much money did he get paid to sit down, to do that sit down with Diane Sawyer? And imagine all those people who are transgender and can't afford to have the operation. And Bruce Jenner sits down and he gets paid whatever, a couple million. And, and you know, he gets to do his operation, whatever he's going to do with his body. I You know... I was talking about this with Marcella, and she brought up a good point. She's like, everyone's saying, you know, what a hero he is for doing this. 
you know who the real heroes are? The transgender people who live their lives and can't afford the surgery that they, in their body, in their mind, in their soul, feel that they need to have in order to live every day. Those are the real heroes. The, the ones that, that can't accomplish what they want to accomplish to feel like a whole human being. Those are the real heroes. And you know who the assholes are? People who judge that. And usually people who judge are the ones hiding the deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah, I, I tweeted something. I, I said, uh, I wonder if Bill Cosby's going to drug Bruce Jenner. And, and everybody went crazy on the internet. First of all, I'm a fucking comedian. Freedom of speech. I'm going to say what I feel. And it's, in, it, it's, 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 it's meant to provoke conversation. And it's also meant to be like, hey, what are we really focused on here? Are we going to judge these people? Or are we going to be able to joke about them? joke about everybody because everybody needs to be joked about every situation needs to be joked about it's it's a way to bring the truth to the top you know people just bugged out it's like just sit the fuck down i'm a stand-up comedian i'm not transphobic all these dumb bitches like you're so transphobic first of all you don't even know what that word means i'm not afraid of anybody i don't judge anybody for their gender their race their creed i don't care who you fuck i don't care what you look like i, I think people should treat everybody equally and you know how you treat people equally? Here's another shout out. One of my friends, Luis Gomez, who's a stand-up comedian, he he tweeted, you know, it's it, it's by making fun of transgender people, we're making them equals because we make fun of everybody. If you're not making fun of somebody, then you're you're leaving them out of the normal way that things happen everybody picks on everybody think about high school think about middle school all you do is pick on each other and then there's somebody like well that doesn't make it right it makes it more wrong to to deny what the truth is out there and to not talk about it and to not shed light on it i'm not trying to break anybody down i think it's fine i don't give a shit if bruce jenner, if bruce jenner wants to have a dick or, or vagina who cares and i'm not trying to talk shit about him i think it's amazing i think it's awesome and so anybody who's like trying to say that I'm transphobic, you're out of your fucking mind. You don't know what the word means. First of all, go look up a dictionary and see what that word means. I don't have any fear of anybody doing anything with their body. If anything, I want to go out dancing with them and look into their closet because they probably have a lot more style than I do. And they're probably more open-minded than I am. So everybody just needs to sit down. You need to sit the fuck down with all that dumb bullshit. And that's, just, that's what comedy is necessary in the world. People always want to go to comedians, and they always want to tear comedians down whenever they bring any sort of subject to light. What you think? Where did comedy come from? You think about kings and queens, and when there was massacres and people raping and pillaging villages, there were court jesters. Why do you think court jesters were hired by kings and queens to entertain them so they forgot about all the bullshit that was going on? They hired comedians to make them feel better about all the shit that was going on in their villages. That's the truth. Comedians were hired to make people forget about all the craziness. So if you're going to judge me for being honest and, and trying to bring people who have been ostracized by society into a comedy realm, then you're a fucking idiot. Then you're missing the whole point. And how about the fact that we've forgotten about Bill Cosby Nobody's even trying to go after that. It's just, it's, it's done. They're like, whatever. Who cares? How about the fact that really prominent people are getting away with crimes? And we're only remembering or regarding 
people within the matters of their sexual preferences or orientation. That's just some real hypocritical bullshit. Bruce Jenner killed somebody, hit somebody with a car, and we're worried about what he's doing with his dick. Who's the real asshole? <laughs> Everybody's like, Bruce Jenner's in a dress. Who gives a shit if he's in a dress? He killed somebody with a car, but that's not good enough news, right? That's not the real news story. We're worried about what he's doing with his dick. And then we're going to judge him. You people are crazy. So don't get it twisted. The, world's, the world is full of thieves and hypocrites. And you all want to crucify comics for speaking the truth. At least we have the balls to stand out on a ledge and hold up a big-ass mirror to reflect our societal hypocrisies. That's it. That was a lot of big words, and you're welcome. Because I've had two beers, and I got to say that shit clearly. And anybody who's trying to judge a comedian for trying to make a joke about something, you're stealing our right of freedom of speech and to dissect the absurdities that exist throughout our culture. That's what comedy is meant. If anything, comedians are responsible for being like, hey, this exists. Let's talk about it. It's kind of funny, right? And we, we, we look at it from a 360-degree angle. If anything, I'm happy that I tweeted what I tweeted because it got people talking. So you go, Bruce Jenner. I hope you find your peace. Whatever you want to do with your peace. <laughs> I hope you find your peace with your peace, bruh. Will you do you? If you want to wear a dress, if you want to get your nails painted, if you want to get a manicure or a pedicure, I will go out with you. We can go out and have some brunch like a couple of real bitches. And anybody who's hating on you, I'll be right there to make some jokes about them. Comedy heals. Truth is is the core of comedy and if and if anything you're the one that's afraid of it if you're talking shit about comedians who are making jokes about things that are going on in the world that's what i'm gonna say about that i got real heavy on that but you know what i just had to i just had to bring that shit to light had to let you know how to let you know how i feel especially because on this episode i interview one of my really good friends Thomas Dale, who's a stand-up comedian and who is also a gay man and we talk about how he's so sick of people you know, introducing him as a gay comic. He's just a comic. Why does he have to be a gay comic? Why do, why do people's sexual orientation have to supersede anything else? It, you know, it, when it's, nobody says I'm a straight comic. Nobody goes, oh, coming to the stage is a straight comic, Jesse Mae Peluso. Nobody introduces me to other people as a straight comic. So it's a, it's a, it's a hypocrisy that exists in culture and I think it's interesting to talk about and, and I'm glad that I got to talk to Thomas about it because it's just an interesting thing because he's like I'm not you know I'm just a comic that's it that's it that's that I just want to do stand-up comedy I've, I've known him for years we started in New York together you know we hit the streets together we did crappy shows we did amazing shows we got paid in hot dogs you know, people don't realize all the shit that we have to go through to do stand-up comedy and just to get successful and all the failure that you have to face and, and trudge through that to, to hopefully meet some sort of success on the other side. And I'm just happy that Thomas and I remain friends through all, all, all of that. And he's just a, a really good friend of mine. And I love his story. And you should, you should look him up on the Internet. He's really funny. Um, he's a comedian. Uh, and he is an amazing person, and I just, I love him to pieces. And what, what, <laughs> one time, before this interview, um, actually after the interview, we smoked pot. He's got amazing pot. His pot is the kind of pot, when you smoke it, you start to question 
existence on an interstellar level like you start to think about celestial shit in, in Andromeda and in all the different galaxies out there and you start thinking about stars I was like yo your weed is interstellar I couldn't even when I smoked I had like two puffs at his house one time and I couldn't even I was like yo I can't drive because I'm thinking about you know the supernovas that are existing in the universe right now his shit was insane and this, the, the, the night that we interviewed each other, the, the, this interview happened, um, after that, we just walked around the reservoir. He lives in um, Silver Lake, and we walked around the reservoir there. We were blazed, blazed. And we were walking, and it was so quiet, such a beautiful night. And I got so fucking scared. This woman on a bike came out of fucking nowhere. And I just heard her brakes. It was kind of like the same thing when I got almost mugged in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. I heard the brakes, and it, it scared the shit out of me, and I jumped, and, I, and it scared Thomas. And he was like, bitch, why are you, getting afraid of a, are you getting afraid of a bitch on a bike? What is wrong with you? You can't live your life. People just riding bikes. I was just was so high, and there were Christmas lights up everywhere. People still had their Christmas lights up. Him and I stopped in front of this one house that had this interactive movie playing on their windows it just i don't even know if that was real if we were just that high if his weed is that good the moral of the story is hit thomas dale up for jokes and weed because it's amazing and uh, i hope you enjoy our interview because he's my boo my friend my comic friend my gay comic friend nah he's just a human being who's funny and that's that i hope you enjoy it We're in. We're in, and we're in just like that. At Froyo Life. Froyo Life. Uh-huh. You better get Jessie some. Jesse May's got her cute pink uh, microphone. Because you didn't want the pink one. Well, I wanted it, but I always believe in letting my princess be the princess. I can be the princess <laughs> oh. when I'm alone in my living room. Well, do you have a princess chair? I don't even have a princess chair. <laughs> I do have a princess chair. A chair? Where'd you get that thing? It's actually called a queen chair. They oh, have king sorry. and queen chairs. <laughs> sorry, you moved up in the in the <laughs> in the yeah. what is it called? The court? The hierarchy. The hierarchy. Sorry, <laughs> Queen Elizabeth. Well, here's the thing. I originally wanted a king's chair. I'm upset with like royalty stuff and king stuff like i believe i was a king in a previous life do you i do like and that's not like king a, what what would you are you just king thomas no that's actually a well, good king name thomas is my, my my american name okay so what would your <laughs> king name be of I what country know. oh like if i was truly a king yeah i mean personally i would like to say like king tutmus whoa Work. <laughs> Work. king tutmus yeah <laughs> That kind of sounds Greek. King Tutmos? Yeah. yeah. That is pretty Greek, huh? I, I, I would like to be a mixture of Greek and Egyptian. What? You could be. I think that I think that's Sade. <laughs> Do you remember Sade? Sade. God, she was, was beautiful. She I don't know. She was like I a whole bunch of stuff. I just shit was like good for when like I was broken up with somebody. Oh, and yeah. I wanted to be like, you know, that and Fiona Apple. Fiona, Fiona Apple. Fiona Apple. Yo, I, her music. I remember when I was in sixth grade. I think it was my first suicide <laughs> attempt. I um. Shut, why am I laughing? We're such horrible people. 
<laughs> comedians. That's really your what first. Like. Okay, My wow. First one. Well, no, I was in sixth grade. I was short, a drama queen. It was. I was. I, I was going to take fifteen extra strength Tylenols. I wasn't killing nobody. <laughs> You're just going to okay? sleep yeah, really yeah, well. Exactly. Not even PMs. No, that's right. Not no. even the PMs. I was just gonna. I was just gonna like not have a headache. Yeah. Well, because I was a kid, so it said like take for pain, and I had emotional pain. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna take all of these. I just peed in my pants a little. Like legitimate <laughs> little pee came out. I would take for pain. Yeah. But I was all dramatic, so I had Fiona Apple playing, and I was like oh, in my yeah. room. I was like, I'm gonna do it. I love yeah. Fiona Apple. She was so. T- she was like, she was like crazy. <gasps> yeah, she was. Cr- and there was no. That was no. Nothing for an 11 year old to be listening to. No, but that's what I listened to too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh-huh. and I, I almost like it, I wanted to be frustrated. Yes, it made you want to be like have angst. Yeah, that's. I think the 90s. 90s kids <laughs> are so messed up. <laughs> that was the 90s. Yeah, that was the 90s. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So much emotional angst. Like, yeah. what do you have to be worried yeah, about? Yeah, what are you, you're in fifth grade. You're, you're a white <laughs> kid in America. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think as a gay kid, though, I definitely had a little bit to, oh, yeah, like, worry about. Oh, yeah, definitely had. <laughs> you're definitely, like, actually, um, Yeah, I was a white kid in Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Queen Tutness was up in her room in Long Island <laughs> with his cop father, yeah. When did you come out? Um, after high school. I definitely was not doing it in high school because I had, like, had girlfriends and stuff. So I was, like, I was focusing on my homecoming king crown. That was a car. That was a car. Just we're we're at a we're actually at a table outside. Outside of the frozen yogurt. It's January. It's January. And it's it's 117 (laughs) degrees outside and it's 8 p.m. at night. (laughs) And reading frozen yogurt. (laughs) Reading frozen yogurt in our hoodies, in our pajamas. Yeah. Like, why? Okay. And then you want to know why we live in Los Angeles? I mean, <laughs> and it's like nine thirty at night. I know, right? Yeah, it's and people amazing. People are just out. People, like, are, people are coming. People are getting froyo life right now. <laughs> I feel like they should they should uh, give me money for saying their yeah. name on, on the, on the <laughs> episode. Times. They're like, here's six dollars. We aren't we aren't doing so well. We're not even making our rent. So, in high so how you had. How many girlfriends do you think? Um, oh my god, I had a girlfriend because I was like a serial dater. Like I had girlfriends all the time. That's so weird because of how you are now. It's yeah. like such a dichotomy yeah, where you're. Yeah, I don't want. I don't, you don't want anybody. To be touched. You <laughs> and I are gonna, we're gonna die alone. Die alone. We always say that. I can't even. I remember like like I'll try. Like I'll go on Tinder and be like, you know what? Maybe I should try to reach out to people and like see what's out there. And then by the second by the second thing they ask me. I'm like I'm done. Like they're it's like, what do you? Much. Oh, what do you do? What do you? What are you up so late for? Ah, eh, uh, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> That's like, it. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> One guy said to me, "You're talkative." I'm like, honestly, bro, what I really don't know say? what I want here. I yeah, know. I don't. I'm like, I don't even know why. I'm the only reason I'm on this. And they're like, how are you? Well, I'm on Tinder for one. Yeah, how do you, you think know? I'm so, doing? Yeah, how do you think I'm Not doing? Not so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want I like a hug and a dick right now. Yeah, That's exactly, all I want. No yeah. talk. No talk. Why do we have to talk? I, small talk drives me. Up a What's wall. the point? Oh my god, I can't. What is the point? I want to just meet. If I'm gonna meet somebody, it has to be natural and just like happen. Like I want it to. Well, I say I want it to be where I can't even like think about anything else but you. But then at the but same like time, me, I don't want me? that. Like, oh, you want to think about me during girl, the whole time? I text you every other day. <laughs> you do. Let me tell you something. Making <laughs> you plans with Jesse May is like, I mean, it's like trying to get a gynecologist appointment. <laughs> At the, with the best gynecologist <laughs> with the ever. Best coll- She's with, so busy. No, it's like trying to get a gynecologist appointment without a vagina. Like, the gynecologist yeah. is like, why? Why, why are you making what this appointment? What are you going to do yeah. here? What are you yes. going to do here? Yeah. No, Jesse May definitely is, it's hilarious. Like, <laughs> you have to be real friends with Jesse May to, like, understand. <laughs> like, most people will be like, you know what? This relationship's not working out. But if you're like real friends with Jesse May, you're like, all right, bitch, call me when you're ready. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, I'll make sub plans. I'll make plans with Jesse May and then make plans. other plans. Yeah, exactly. You have, to have yeah, two yeah. sets of plans. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. you never know. You no, never I know. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that usually I make plans with you. Tentative. Every plan I make with you is tentative. tentative. Yeah, tentative. Anytime. And that's like the same thing with dudes. Yeah. Like, if anyone were to like have a, make a date mm-hmm. with me, I'd just be like, eh. Wait, I need do you want to tell everybody about the romantic walk I'm taking you on after this? Yeah, well, it was funny because I was going to text you. Uh-huh. I actually had it in the, the text chat to be like, well, after Froyo, I think you should take me for a romantic walk. Justin is trying to feel me up. And hold my hand. <laughs> and and I didn't send hand. it. I, I was going to say hold my hand. I thought you would get a kick out of it. Yeah, no, then I definitely would. Then we wouldn't be on the walk. I'd be I like, know, I that, can't. But then I thought, germaphobe, you don't want to yeah, touch germaphobe. people. Germaphobe, yeah, exactly. How can you be intimate and be a germaphobe? I can never be intimate again. I also, <laughs> I've, I don't have sex because uh, anal's unnatural to me, and that's my only option, so I don't do it. Anal's unnatural. See, now you talk to me, I think anal's so natural. That's amazing. I mean, I don't think it's so natural, but I'm not, like, I like it. I, get, I have girlfriends that like it. I, I hear that. I do hear it. And Sorry, I did Mom. It. <laughs> We definitely won't be telling mom to, to listen to this episode. I don't really... To me, that's a love hole. Like, I have to love you so much. <laughs> a love so I did it, hole. Yeah, I did it with one guy because I was in love. And I, I loved him so much, I gave him the ass. It is a love... You know what? It is a love hole. Yeah. I've only done it with guys that I love. Yes. Yeah, I haven't... I'm, it's not, that's a, one, a, love it's not hole. a one-night stand hole. No, and that is it, not it, a one-night stand hole. Don't do that. Uh-uh. The mouth is a one-night stand hole. Yes. The, the vagina, if you're lucky to have one. The ears. Absolutely. Put it in the ear all Under day Under the armpit. Long. Do all the kinky stuff. Whatever. The boobs. What is this boob what? fucking? What is I this titty fucking? What does that mean? Why do they do that? Are you trying to wash your laundry on my chest? Wash your laundry. Are you trying to start a fire? Is your dick itchy? Is this a dick itcher? What are we doing? Are you trying trying to start a smoke signals? Are you in Smokey the Bear? Are you a whittler? Are you whittling? What are you whittling? Whittler! <laughs> oh my god, you just yeah. said whittler. Yeah, yeah, that's what titty fucking is to me, it's, whittling. I I feel like when I've gotten TF'd. Yeah. That me we're on first name basis. I just I do like a little nickname. It's TF. TF. Yeah, I'm yeah. into it. When I've been TF'd, it just feels like the guy wants his dick in my face but then doesn't. Like take my dick, don't take my dick. Take, He's like holding the carrot just, in front of you. Yeah, yeah. It's just back in your face and then away from your yeah, face. In your face. What is that? And then they want you to like <laughs> And then they bless you. They Thank want you, you to flick the tongue out. I'm not a lizard. I know. What is... I'm, yeah. I'm, where did you learn this? Does it even feel good? I could... I don't know. I've never done it. I mean, I would assume... I think I've touched two pairs of tits. That's it. Two pairs of tits. Two pairs. Your first girlfriend? My first girlfriend. And then my second girlfriend. Do you talk to them? Do you? Are you friends with them? My second girlfriend, I am. My first girlfriend's a little weird with me because we were like... We, that was like her first love and my first love for straightness. Like... I, don't, I consider my first real love was with the guy I love. Right, because I'm gay. Because right. you're gay, yeah. So when I was in high school, I loved her as a, as a person. That's kind of interesting to consider you had two first loves. I had two first loves. Because it was one two was, different. Mm-hmm, the first one was unnatural for me. <laughs> <laughs> Take all that, you Bible pushers. <laughs> Suck on that. The first one was unnatural, <laughs> and I was forced into it. I tried so hard. But Anyone did you who, like her? Like, did you? I loved her as a person. Like, I loved her. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I loved her as much as like I could love a person, but I wasn't in love. Right. That passion. Yeah. Like when I loved my boyfriend, that was like Hardcore. kill yourself love. Yeah, that was Fiona literally Apple love. Fiona Apple love, like slice your throat. So how old were you when you had your first girlfriend? Um, we were in. Well, my first girlfriend I had in. 
I mean, I was in second grade skating around the roller rink, holding hands oh with my, my girl. Oh my god, that's you know what's so crazy? Yeah. Like one of my first crushes uh-huh. was a boy who worked at a skate rink, and he turned out to be my gay best friend Matt. Um, oh my god. We're 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 still friends now. Like he's like one <coughs> of my best friends. Maybe that's like what if that's how you know, Isn't girls. That weird? If you're gay, if you're if, you're, if a if guy brings you yeah, yeah roller skating, holding your hands. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I my I had game when I was a kid. Like I used to pretend I didn't know how to skate, so I would fall all the time, and so I would have girls held? holding me. Oh, you're good. Yeah, there's videos of me like skating around the rings, having two girls on each one on each side holding me, and I would pretend. And how to old fall. are you? I was in like second grade, first there's grade. There's videos of this. Videos of this. How have you this. not post? I'm, you of all people, how have you not? I should shown get this those. Well, my parents have it. I don't have them. God, yeah. that is so cute. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really cute. Just getting held and pretending to. And I remember doing that. Like, I used to pretend to that I didn't know how to skate. It's <laughs> got to be so crazy to be, to just know that. That you're hiding something yeah, as a child. Just, as a child, it's yeah. going to mess you it's, up. Well, it, it definitely messes you up. And also, I think that, like, that's why I think gay people are really wise and, like, seem to be very. We are. We seem to be very smart yes. because as children, you're dealing with something that straight kids aren't dealing with straight yep. kids are just able to just be kids yep i knew when i was in kindergarten unless they're serial killers unless they're serial killers right? so you're either gay or a serial killer <laughs> one or the other <laughs> so i just knew you just know how you're like dealing with an adult topic so you just you age differently yeah you it's almost do. like you have to mature you, mature you have faster. to mature like boom like that so that's why, like, when you, you meet gay people, like, they seem very wise and, like, ahead of t- their time. Yeah, because, that's interesting. Yeah, because you're Did aging. You, were you conscious that you had to come out or that something needed to be said? No, I thought I was going to. I used to say to myself, I'm going to just get married and hook up with guys on the side and just have my wife. I never thought I was going to come out. A lot of people yeah, do that. Yeah, of course. It's, it's, I always it's say, insane. I always say people, like, you choose to be gay. I'm like, absolutely not. The only thing you choose is to be straight. In the sense of, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's a good the, point. Yeah, in the sense of choosing not to come out. You that's don't choose really to be gay or point. straight, but you choose to be straight. You don't choose. Yeah, exactly. Like I could, any choice I would have made was to stay in the closet and be straight. And and what I, I just, my my friend Matt, mm-hmm. uh, is, you know, we talk a lot about it, and you know, he told me that a lot of the guys that he knows, other mm-hmm. gay guys that hook up with other guys, mm-hmm. they hook up with straight guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally! Because I love my straight boys. Because they're so scared to come out. Well, they well, do it they, on the well side. there's the difference. Here's the difference. Or it's no, a kick. there are straight boys. Right, there are straight boys that are in the closet, and they're just gay guys in the closet. Okay, those are just gay guys. But then there's straight boys who are just very confident with their straightness, and they're just kinky little bastards. And, and they so just, they're just into like they're just whatever. Into get, yeah, they're just into sex. There's nothing wrong with that. No, that's, that's nothing that's wrong nice. at all. Just like Being they're open. I think that's great. I wish I was that into sex. I'm not that into sex <laughs> to where I would have to go hook up with a girl at all. I know some gay guys who are into girls. They're not bi. They're just gay, and they're like they'll just have sex. I'm not that into sex. You're like it's not that great. It's I'm just not into I'll just it. Just have weird a waffle and said. Yeah, a waffle. Yeah, just I'd something. Talk. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm just I'm not because it. it's like you do it and then not even sex because intercourse I'm like oral you do it and then I'm just like all right that's great now yeah, it's like it's, w- w- it's you're not really th- 
obsessing about it. No, it's people, nothing. Uh, people stay at home. Oh my home gosh. They just they <gasps> jerk their, their dicks mm-hmm, dry. Mm-hmm. Just probably with this podcast. They're just listening to voices. They're like, I like voices. <laughs> I have a sensual voice. So if <laughs> you you're playing really with your voice. dick, if you're straight, you could find me on Thomas, Thomasdale5 on Twitter. <laughs> Only if you're straight, though. Love my gay boys. I'm here for you all day, but I'm just not attracted to Thomas. <laughs> people know you will appreciate that. Thomas Dale. <laughs> Although I've evolved from that. Yeah, you have. I have. <laughs> Wait, so what do you think there's like, because one thing, uh, one of my pet peeves is when people are like, it must be so hard to be a girl and be in comedy. It's oh, like, God. I don't, it's easy. It's yeah. Easy, it's, it's less, yeah. Well, well, there was less of us doing it. I think it. with girls, um, the only reason why I would say it's easier with girls is because here's how I look at things. Straight men and girls, the bookers for things are most of the time they're straight men or yes. gay men. Yes. Okay, straight men love them a pretty girl, so they'll do it to have the he- the the power. But the tricky thing is the moment that you don't like either flirt with them or give them what they want, then you're kind of screwed. So yeah. that's the double edged sword. I see that the people straight guys. When it comes to the male counterpart bookers, they kind of like that commute. What is that camaraderie? How do you say that camaraderie. word? Camaraderie. Camaraderie. That alpha male shit. Like they love that, so they'll hook them up. Gay guys, they don't give a shit about us, really. Yeah. Straight men don't really care, but eh, like some straight guys, they get it. Like I they mean, don't you care. Have to like they don't bril- want to I have to be brilliant all the time. Right. I've had straight male bookers who are like, "I love you so much. You're so funny. This and that. Ba 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 ba. You're um, one of the best I've ever seen." But then they'll book. All the straight comics, just because it's a natural thing for them. Right. When they're booking me, they're on the ledge. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. I'm going, you know, like, you know, I'm going out they're, of the they're box. Being, like, yeah, they're being yeah. risky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, really, come on, yeah. like enough. So with girls too, it's like, oh, we need a girl. It's never we need a gay guy. It's we need a girl, so or they'll put a girl. It's never we need a funny person. It's just it should it's like just the be fill that. Roles. Right. It should just be let's just yeah. Why are just we doing a funny these person. all girl shows? Why are we doing these all all? Let's just. Yeah, I'm not into the all. I never just do all gay shows. And then here's the thing too with like gay bookers, because a lot of straight guys will be like yeah, but then the gay bookers will book you. No, gays are self-loathing. <laughs> <laughs> gay bookers will book the straight men because we're just as picky. We're just like straight guys who book girls. Yeah. Gay guys are going to book the straight guys because yep. they love straight boys. And then they're going to book the girls because they're like, you're they a fierce bitch. They love you. Yeah. yeah. Gay guys, they're like, they're, we're self-loathing. They don't want me either. <laughs> so here I am just being funny <laughs> for no one. Do you feel like, like, do you feel like, and I just, but I, like, I, I I don't. I don't ever do woe is me. I know I've gotten lots of opportunities and I continue. So I just joke about it. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's a part of who you are. We can are all do woe is me. Everybody's got their own issues. Yes. Even straight male comics, girl comics. Everybody's got their issues. So I, I just think it's problems. fun to joke around about it because it's people take comedy so serious. They, and they take themselves so. They seriously. take themselves so serious. That's the one thing. Like it's like calm down with the whole. Just relax. Just, ch- just put let's it just on. Have the, some fun. Everyone, calm down. Yeah. Let's take a step yeah. back. Let's stop referring to ourselves in third persons. Yes. Yes. Although <laughs> I kind of love doing that's you do fun do that. sometimes. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> like that. Only sometimes. I love it. What about um do you ever feel like you get hit on? Like how does that Nobody hits on me ever. The, I'm a disgusting do you animal. Like to be hit on though? Do you like to be like I honestly with? don't feel like I, I don't ever feel like I'm flirted with. Did you just call yourself a disgusting animal? <laughs> You're crazy. Do you know how adorable you are in your haircut right now and your facial hair? Oh my god! You look like a missing link. You look like a hot missing link right now. I don't know. I feel like 
I have that, what is that, body dysmorphia? <laughs> yeah, where you look and you see something different. Yes. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, yeah. Like what do you I don't see like a platypus. No, or something? I just I don't. I honestly will like. There was this one guy who was like, "You're so cute," and I was like, "Ew, you're so um disgusting." Like we're, we're the worst at taking compliments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. I'm I'm not a tra- like maybe because the guys I want are like godly like Adonises. <laughs> so to me, I'm like, ew. I would never. I'm so I am like hypocritical of myself. Like I'm like I would never hook up with you. Yeah, but you're hot. <laughs> oh please. You see, look, you can't even you can't even deal with it. No, you, like, I can't. You almost went out on the street just now. <laughs> You looked at a lady walking by with her kid. You were like, so... Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not going to be able to look at you for the next five minutes. <laughs> I'm the same way, though. I can't, like, compliments. It's just like, okay, fuck you. You're a dick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, you're... That's why you're, we're going to be yeah, alone. Yeah, exactly. You're, we're going to die alone. We're going to die alone. <laughs> but it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, we talked I mean, about this before. We talked about, like... I just want to have a kid. But that's what I was just going to get into. Yeah, like, as long as I can have a kid other, one day. The normal life. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, when I say normal, I mean kid marriage I definitely don't need marriage ever I think it's unnatural I think a marriage I think, marriage is unnatural. I think married marriage is an unnatural constant institution for anyone it straight forced. Gay. it's so forced it was man-made yeah and women made it because we're insecure yeah, we don't because be they know guys don't really want to be with them <laughs> <laughs> so they Ladies, had to you're, and I said this before and I say it in my stand-up your man will always want of to course. sleep with another person. It's just natural. It's, it's just the way it is. Yes. It's it nature. is nature. Yeah. And for a man to... And if your man is saying to you that he only wants to hook up with you... He's fucking lying he's through gay, his teeth. He's gay he's lying through his teeth. He's lying through his fucking teeth. One or the other. He's lying through right. His, his, ga- his yeah. gay or straight teeth. Yeah. Maybe both. <laughs> there might be both in, in, that, in that head. Check for common his teeth. <laughs> because there's common his teeth. <laughs> your there man is telling you... There might be my teeth right now after this fro your life. Throw your life in his teeth. I haven't had cum in my teeth in months. <laughs> can I please put that? I mean, not to be so macabre, but can I please put that on your grave? On your on, on your my headstone, grave? On your I'm going to be cremated, so put it underneath okay. the. Yeah, the I'll put it like a, just a sign that says. <laughs> I haven't had cum in my teeth in months. I have enough reminders yeah. that I'm a single person. The last thing I need is three inches diapers. of fucking diaper fabric between me and my <laughs> shitty Zara jeans. <laughs> Zara jeans. <laughs> oh my god! At first, I was like, "Is that?" A-? I didn't thought you were talking about like literally like genetic like DNA. I was like, "Zara." I know there's X and Y, but now there's a Zara. <laughs> it's like you're like, "What's that?" Yeah, because I always <laughs> just assume I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to science. But I'm just into inventions. So when what do you I want? What do you pants, want to invent? Um, well, have I you thought invent- of any? Have you thought of anything like you something know, to make for the world? Well, I did, but then they just came out with it. Um, solar, solar um, battery um, chargers for your phone. That's smart, yo, but, LA. But then I just perfect. saw it. They, you, you saw can, it? Yeah, I, so, I can't. I can't. Oh my speak. god, you're so New York. Yeah, I can't. You, yeah, then I just saw it. Did you? Did you also? <laughs> were you eating pizza when it happened as well? And were you and shoving a bagel up your ass? <laughs> were you shoving a bagel in your ass eating pizza when you saw oh it? Oh my god, I can't. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Well, no, they have it now though. I know, but I'm just saying. Isn't like, it great? Yeah, I wish. You're some, like, isn't yeah. it great? Isn't it great? Solar power. Yeah, like you just take. Oh my god. Oh my god, you just took apart the plant. Is this a real plant? <laughs> Apparently. I, see, this is the only thing that would survive in my life. Something fake. Oh please! When I le- I thought I was gonna kill my cactus. How do you kill a cactus? It doesn't even need water. <laughs> it doesn't even need water. No. How do you kill it? I don't, it oh, it's already browning. <laughs> my parents have a couple of refrigerators. They have. See, they're doing three. well. Oh yeah, they have three. My dad works his ass off. Do they have the one that makes the ice? That's real fancy oh, shit. Oh yeah, my mom's got. Ho- my mother. Loves Loves ice cream, so she's got a bunch. She has a freezer in there. 
garage. <laughs> my, a fridge and freezer downstairs in the basement. And then one upstairs, it makes noise when you open it. <laughs> it beeps if the door's open too long. Like when I'm there and That's I have to fancy. Do- oh, yeah. Does it but blow you if you stick your dick in there? Like a nice cool blowjob? <laughs> cool blow a job. summer blowjob? <laughs> <laughs> you just stick your dick in ice. Yeah, that'll feel good. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you have like a dick injury, you just come right over and stick and it in the hole. Warm blowjobs. I never understood the people who you did the ice cube. Look. Like, I don't I need mean, you to have ice in your are mouth. What are doing? What is this, a chemistry <laughs> experiment? Why are you pouring wax on me, you asshole? Yeah, yeah, I'm not in. Yeah, people are so into sex. Like, I'm not that into it. It's if you not need that to much. go get ice from the freezer to make it hot, to make this hot, you're not into me. No, and you're also you're thirsty. Get a glass of water. Take a. Yes. Let me know you need a break. Tap out. Yeah. Why are you pouring chocolate syrup in my navel? Yeah. That's unsanitary. Yes. No, I'm going to be cleaning that out yeah. for three months. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's going to be sticky. I'm not into it. I can't stand I'm not, that. I'm not, I mean. When people are too into sex, like sex toys or like slings. Like I saw this thing slings. with yeah, this guy. <laughs> like the hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> really? You're not into me. If you need to be well, strapped he's, he's into, into you, something. But he's not like. <laughs> You need to be strapped in. You're not into me. God, that's the second thing I want to put on your headstone. Is it a headstone? <laughs> Is that what you call it? Is I don't know. I'm gonna be <laughs> cremated. I don't want to be buried. If you need to be, if you need to be strapped to the ceiling, you're not into me. You're not me. into me. If, if you, you no no no, tra- if you need to be strapped into something, yeah, you're, you're not, not into, into me. me. <laughs> so, I I dated this one guy, oh. and. He he was. I had to travel to see him. I had to take flights. First oh my God. sign that it's not going to last. If you have to like go through TSA, we're not going to. Yeah. If you're last. getting miles, <laughs> this is not going to work. If I have to upgrade and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I went to his house, and we, it was early in the quote-unquote relationship. We were just dating. It wasn't anything serious. But did I, I ever meet him or know him? You or didn't meet him. him? No. Okay. He was a race car driver, and um, <laughs> Jesse May always has these random. <laughs> you were like looking up with like a W. What was it? W. Oh yeah, WWCW. I don't want whatever, the Ws. WB fucking w- w- wrestler. The yeah, whatever the hell it was. I don't know what it was. He had his ear chewed off. They have these like you know. I think I saw him at the Improv, by the way. Oh, did you? Yeah, you might have. We won't say who he is. No, I don't even know he is. I just remember. I don't even know who he is either. He was hot in person. He's hot. He's better than the picture, I have to say. Oh yeah, he's big. But I walk into the race car driver's house, and we'd only been dating the a little bit. race car driver. He, Did he have an outfit on? Like I feel like he was in like <laughs> a, a helmet, retarded. and yeah, <laughs> flame ret- That's something like a gay. Um, no, God, I was gonna say. It sounds like a what? Nothing. Like Move a gay on. What? Nothing. No. <laughs> You're not gonna say it. It's not appropriate. <laughs> It'll be like, nah. I'll get backlash. Go ahead. Okay. All right. <laughs> I like that you censored yourself. That's yeah, never no, happened. I've known you for yeah, eight years. Yeah. Uh-huh, exactly. Never no, seen this is. This is. Yeah. This one's not even cute. Yeah. You have to tell me when it's off, and then I'll tell everybody afterwards. If it comes from me, then I don't. I'll take the backlash. No, it's terrible. Go ahead. Um, I walk into his bedroom and he had a bag of <laughs> toys. Oh, see, just it's just too much. Out and in a, a separate bag of de- batteries, like a whole stack <laughs> of batteries. Like, how long do you think I'm staying? Batteries. We're gonna go through fourteen AAA. Yeah. <laughs> if you need batteries, you're not into me. <laughs> That's that's a thing. If you need to be no, strapped in, you're yes. not into me. If you need ice in your mouth, you're not into me. If you need batteries, I mean, you're, you're not, not into, into me. me. You're searching for something. At least make it fun. Get dry ice. I want to see the smoke oh, coming yo, out of your make mouth. This shit like Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> it's Halloween. I just thought make of. Make it fun. Do you remember that movie? 
Um, <laughs> dark Crystal. I just saw the Dark Crystal. Dark Are we going to bang on the Dark Crystal set? A Jim Henson movie that? from like the 80s. Oh my I God, we almost got that. crashed into I feel, by a car. Yeah, like logs. Dark Crystal was like, a lot that. of dry ice. A lot of like. Ooh, yeah, that'd be like fun. Hocus Pocus. Yeah. <laughs> I love Hocus Pocus. Yeah, like why not do like a light show with dry ice? <laughs> yes. If Turn you're it into something interactive. Yes, make it something fun. I want to see fucking Frozen on Ice coming out of your mouth. And ice capades. Yes. For your dick. If you're going to do it, yeah, don't come at me with. You with these rubber toys oh. and a bag of batteries. <laughs> Come at me with a chinchilla in a petting zoo. <laughs> and then I'll blow you like you. you like and it's a cone cup with Earth. seeds. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that to me as a kid. They go to the goat. No, he's going to bite what? my face. I'm paying 25 cents to feed this fucking <laughs> asshole. Yeah. What am I, a farmer now? <laughs> well, you took me to. Am I a slave? You just took me to what? What am I doing here? What am I. <laughs> <laughs> why am I? Why do I have yeah. to feed the animals? Yeah, what am I? Yeah, oh, yeah keep your hand flat. They always <laughs> keep, keep your hand flat. Don't am move. I going to lose a yeah. finger? <laughs> there and needs to be instructions yeah. on how to feed the soft animal. It never goes good. I never see any like home video of a kid feeding the goat where it doesn't go bad. Where yeah. they don't end up crying. Like because <laughs> a goat like punches you in the crotch. And then let me put the boa constrictor around your neck and take a picture. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. Hold the baby well, that alligator. That sounds good. That sounds nice. Uh, I wouldn't mind a boa constrictor around my neck. I love those snakes. Do you? Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not Britney. Spears, I don't need it. <laughs> I just Yo, don't. That was pretty impressive when she did that with that the That bitch is impressive. I'm she, sorry. You know she she's might lip sync now, it. but she's impressive. She's, I don't she's, care. She's still doing it. And she's I love she's vivacious and curvy. She is curvy and she, yes. she dates like Good horrible guys. She don't <gasps> care. She's me as a as a pop yes, star. As a pop star. <laughs> she just she dates is the worst you. Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, people. Yes. yes. Kevin Federline? Although apparently he looks good now. I saw like dick pics leaked or something. Yeah, he looks good. I don't, it's just. Justin just was her number she, one. Justin, that he was the, the best one. She peaked at Justin yeah, Timberlake. she peaked at Justin. And then she went to like, you know, guys that work at Home Depot. No, nothing wrong with having a job, but no. when you're Britney Spears. <laughs> aim high, bitch. Go for yeah. Leota Cap. You're Britney Spears, go for, get Zach. Get the president. <gasps> oh my God, get, get Zach Efron. Uh, Wear a blue dress and, and go and in the Oval Office. And some Clintons. <laughs> Blow some Clintons. That'd be a good rap team. <laughs> like a rap the rap duo name. Blow or some Clintons. Or a dance team. Or a dance team, yeah. Like on what what's that one with um <laughs> on MTV with um Rowdy what's his name? America's best dance crew. Oh yeah. Coming up to and Mario Lopez was Mario the Lopez. coming, coming up, up to the stage. stage. <laughs> Blow some Clintons. Blow some Clintons. <laughs> BSCCs. And we bust out into like the chicken dance. Yes. We're like the worst dancers ever. <laughs> the chicken dance. <laughs> the electric slide. <laughs> I, I killed. Did you? I killed an electric slide when I was in sixth grade. I don't. I commit to it. Yeah, and I did the one where I got down on the floor and did the whole like the what knee do you mean thing. You got down on the floor. Oh yeah. I you gave got it like all temptations you. at yes. with it. Yes. Like give you the knee, put the leg out. When's the last time you went dancing? Um, oh, I did it in South Dakota. I danced with, because I was like, it's New Year's Eve. I should dance with somebody. I don't want to be like, a, you know, like some slow mopey. Dance? No, ew. <laughs> that requires intimacy. I haven't been intimate with somebody in years. Such a fear of intimacy. You know what it is? I don't even know if it's fear anymore. Now it's just complete uncomfortability. Now it's just, I, as Do you think you know you've gotten so... Used I've to gotten, your solitary life. Yes, I've gotten so That's used to I solitary feel. life as comics. I'm being, especially being on the road, yep. especially living in LA, focusing just on your career. Your routine. Yeah, my routine. I don't even know how to be like now, and I kind of like it. I think independence is one of the greatest things to strive for. It is, but there has to. 
there needs to be a balance because we become crazy. Oh, totally. Without a doubt. Because we're social creatures. Yes, without a doubt. That's yes. how I, I'm starting to feel like that lately. Like, I, yes. like being stood up. And then yeah. I haven't been taken out on a date in like over, like a proper date in over a year. Oh yeah! You opening the door for me tonight? I almost put a finger in your butthole because I was I was like, you want the love hole? I'm I'm taking the love hole. It's all powdered up too. Just a pinky, not too much. Powdered. (laughs) I powder my butt every day. You should. It prevents a lot of problems. I used to have a routine where I laid on my I powdered myself like a baby. I used to lay on my back with my legs up, grown man, and just powdering my butthole. What kind of powder are you using? Johnson and Johnson's baby powder. Yeah, I have the same thing. I, I used to with use it. with cornstarch, the cornstarch and vitamin E and aloe. The cornstarch is, is like, like heavy duty. Cornstarch? It's just straight up. It was like cornstarch, aloe. Yeah, but now I go to the silk, the one silky smooth. Yeah. <gasps> I love it keeps baby your, powder. It keeps you nice, Wait, especially if you're flying. Flying and you're sitting I for a long time. I use diaper rash cream when I go on long flights. <laughs> a little f- FYI, fun fact. This, the stuff that's called, um, <laughs> it's literally called butt cream. Yeah, butt cream. It's yeah, amazing. It's good. It's well, good. That, I only had happened to me once when I was I was on a flight and then I had to drive three hours. So I went from the flight to the car and it was in Jacksonville, Florida. So I was like, it was humid. I was with Jermaine Fowler, and he was late as fuck all the time, <laughs> and I'm like late. neurotically <laughs> on time. I remember he'll tell you the fun the story where I literally he was supposed to meet him at the hotel, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just start driving. <laughs> Have your friend drop you off on you the highway. <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna get. I'm like, just get on the highway and meet me at an exit. <laughs> he Holy, will tell you. That's some real like. It might oh, be yeah. lost in the woods shit. I just couldn't sit there. and w- I was like, t- money. Not money. Uh, time. Yeah. Time is ticking right now. Yeah. You You're know? antsy. You can I mean, antsy. I'm just not looking to s- Like, I can't sit here yeah. and watch the clock go by. No, God only knows when you're going to be here. My plane can leave. I got to go. Yeah. I'll meet you on the freeway. So just tuck and roll. <laughs> Don't tuck come to roll, a complete grandma. stop. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go 15 MPH side by side <laughs> and you jump into the car. Yes. Fucking figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> He must have been like, great. These white people are just crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm gay and white. So kite. <laughs> I'm kite. You're gay and white, man. Yeah. So it's like, just, you know, meet me on the freeway. One for one. One for one. Oh, listen to that music. I know. It's kind of nice, right? Oh, my God. She's got the blanket on. Oh, she, this is why we don't use I, I can't deal with she's, this. They have these blankets. At this place. There are blankets place. on the back of the chairs. And like they're like fucking fleece. Norway. They're yeah. fleece blankets. They're fleece blankets. Thomas and I were like, oh my God, oh, what a good nice. idea. And then and the then germaphobes. Like, dirty. Gross. Dirty. And now that I'm looking at who's wearing it. it yeah. You know, you just, you're like, oh, the blanket is a good idea. But then when you see then people like, blowing oh. their nose with it. <laughs> yeah. You're just like. Well, you know. Wait, I want them to hear. I just, <laughs> it'll be a faint, it'll be a faint noise in the background. Nobody can hear what's happening, but it's, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. I can't get into it. Do you, um, I've been obsessed about aliens lately. I love it. Sometimes I can't sleep at night because I think I'm going to be abducted. Wow. Interesting. I mean, like that, like it's a real thing where I like have to calm myself down. It, usually, it's after I've watched. I have a movie medicine for you if you need it. Yeah, okay. you know what medicine you have. <laughs> you're ambi- you're fighting your ambient fits, thirteen ambient, and then you're like, I'll stay awake. <laughs> Do you know after like one milligram of ambient, you start tripping out? <laughs> like, I read that, that you, if you get past a certain point, you hallucinate. You start hallucinating. Mm-hmm. 
I just, um, I don't know. Like, I th- it's usually, I watch these stupid horror movies. Do you like horror movies? I love horror I'm movies. I'm obsessed I with horror them. movies. Like, I watch mm. everything. I love, that's one of my favorite genres. Yeah, that's awesome. Horror movies. Um, Alien movies. Eh. They're tough, because usually they're not that they're good. Not, yeah, usually they come in. Limiting. Meh, 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 and like three <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> it's like a guy with a plastic mask on. It's like, Jennifer Connelly yeah. and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> exactly. In a remake. He's like, are you going to Are yeah. you gonna be here? We come in peace. Oh, wait. Take me to your leader. <laughs> Did we both just do the worst Keanu I, Reeves? I sounded like Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> she did. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> this is my Keanu. You sound like Sean Connery. <laughs> 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 I can't even do a Sean. Sean Connery is like this. Oh, look at you. Sean Connery. That is kind of good. My, fa- my face looks crazy, but this is Sean Connery. You do look like Mary Jo Botafuco. <laughs> <laughs> like you just had a stroke. Like you got, that's not nice. You know what? <sighs> She's stuck by her oh, man. Con- you know, don't worry about it. If, if she <laughs> don't alive, worry about it's it. Mary Jo, you know, it's just a reference. And if it works, it works. <laughs> it's just a reference. If you fucking get sensitive, whatever, email I don't give a fuck she's at gmail.com. She's, she's, I think she was fine she's then, too. Fine. It just was, yeah, I think it she did it character. up. adds character. You have a stroke, it adds character to your yeah, face. it did it up. She did it up. I knew a guy, one of my old bosses, he had a stroke. Very attractive Italian man. And, you know, he lost some of the feeling in half of his face. And I'm sure there's still someone who loves still him. Still so hot. Yeah. So hot. Oh, yeah, I still banged someone. Him. I can't even, I'm, 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 got my shit here. What is it? A... Like when it's both even, I'm, it's sim- my shit's symmetrical, and no one can love me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're like you don't love me. My eyes yeah, are symmetrical. Exactly. Yeah. Like my shit's on is on point, and I still can't be loved. <laughs> I just wanna, I just wanna see an alien. I'm obsessed about it. Well, I think that they walk amongst us, so you probably have seen them before. I think that aliens take form in whatever form they want. I don't think that you they're think they like can, they're shapeshifters. They're shit? definitely yeah. I, they're definitely not what ho- anything that Hollywood portrays. It's the complete opposite. Like, or maybe is maybe there's some people who are attached to the government and they know Area 51 shit. Mm-hmm. They've seen like those little like specimens. Like what they look like. Yeah. It could. It's possible. Someone said that they have an alien, and they and they and they have kept it. The government has kept it, and they're like talking That's to so him, like, "Yo, what's up? up? What's up and going on up there? Like, can you give us some details?" <laughs> like they're on a T-Mobile plan. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you? Yo, mean? can you just get on the family they have plan? Nextels. <laughs> the other ones are clink, 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 clink. Can <laughs> you call you, your family right now and just? My boyfriend and I, we had Nextels. And well, you had I bought Nextels? We had Nextels, yes. That's the like disposable ones, like right? No, they were the ones that you click. Cling, oh, cling. that's right, where it, where it was like a walkie-talkie. Yes, like yes. a walkie-talkie. It was my first boyfriend ever. We were a- 18 years old. Oh, my God, that's I so I bought cute. him Nextels. Yeah, I bought him Nextels. Well, actually, my mom bought us Nextels. I had no credit. Wait, so wait, is this before? We, we, we totally brushed over yes. you coming out. So is this before or after you came out? It was like when I came out. So I had wait, my boyfriend. tell me how, now that we remember, yeah. how did you come out? And um, leading up to that, what was that like? I told my pa- I just was like I told my mom oh no I, th- I was smoking a lot of weed I was going to a performing <laughs> arts high school and then one of the girls in my sc- I mean uh, they just gay people hate gay people just <laughs> gay on gay crimes <laughs> um and this girl, oh, look at the gays. How ni- you oh, know when I see gay people gay like snuggling. who are just like genuinely okay with each other, I'm it makes like, you feel uncomfortable. No, it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. How ironic would like, that be? What if I was if like you fags? Two gay guys. No, you know it's like I'm uncomfortable with. I'm not uncomfortable with it. I just am like that. I feel like you're. They're either settling because I don't think I personally don't look at being gay as a normal thing. 
You don't? No. That's, that's so crazy. Because for I, you to say, why don't do you think it's normal? Because it's. I think if that it's not a choice. I think that. Well, it's definitely not a choice. Okay, not nor. Okay, I see where you're it's going. It's not normal in the sense of like, like when you fuck an ass. A baby's not gonna come out. Like you're not gonna well, get pregnant. I need to call somebody because <laughs> some shit happened last year that I can't explain. Oh, like you got pregnant after you got fucking <laughs> out of my ass. ass? Yeah. <laughs> That's a hemorrhoid, honey. <laughs> I named him Michael Phelps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like, oh my god, I'm having a miscarriage. <laughs> out a of my butthole. Yeah. Um, it's hey, it's so the Christmas phy- poo. Physiologically. Physiologically, it's, it's not, not na- natural. It's not, right. So, to me, okay, I believe. Okay, obviously you're born that way, right? But I guess I think it's all because of my upbringing. I'm very traditional. I was raised, raised around such raised heterosexuality. Religious? Nah, it's not even religious. I just was raised around. My parents have been together since seventh grade. That's cute. My sisters are like these romantic girls who like everyone. We just we romanticize love. We like love, love, and all that. You have a lot of sisters. I have three sisters. And they adore you. Oh yeah, they're they're I adore oh them. God, yeah. They adore. Me. We're like yeah, they're brought. They're, they're very baby sweet. Boy. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're like very close. Yeah. And I just am a traditional, I'm like a traditional guy. Like, I'm like a good Italian boy. You yeah. know, like, I'm a boyfriend. Did they know that you were gay before you came out? Was there any conversation with them? Um, like, do you think no, that... No, they all thought... I, no, even when I came out, they were like... Did every, they, were they no. surprised? They or? were surprised, which was weird to me really? because I was feminine as a kid. Yeah. And then we look back at, like, home videos and we're like, really? You didn't know I was gay? <laughs> like, I You've was judgmental really and shit. Like... <laughs> Like Tell I that was joke like, that you have. <laughs> I know one? people. The one about your dad didn't know you really. I, you didn't know I was gay. Uh, when I say this, when he, when he, like he says that uh, when I was in little league, I threw the baseball and hit the kid, and I cried. That's yeah. how I knew. And I say the splits I was doing in the living room didn't give it away. <laughs> <laughs> like I saw a video of me in like first grade at a birthday party, opening my presents, just shaking them. Get this out of here. Like That's a little what you were queen. Saying? Yeah, I'm like, what is this? Clothes. Ugh. <laughs> and then, like, one girl, like, gave me a bat that was, like, wrapped like a bat. And I was like, oh, I can guess what this is. I didn't even open it. Like, a little bitch. And, like, no one, one I, knew. Like, no, like, my girlfriend, my friends, they were shivering in fear. I told him, <laughs> not, I told my mom not to get him clothes. Like, I was, like, this queen that was, like, ruling the, 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 the castle. You just said shivering in fear. Shivering in queen fear. Queen Tutmus. Queen Tutmus opening her presents. <laughs> and you didn't know I was gay? Like, no normal straight kid is sitting there judging all his presence the way I did. But, but like, I think it's a thing where it's it, it's within context. So if you if you're first time parent of a boy, I so guess right. They boy, just didn't you know. know. And you and you have three girls. Right. So they just, assumed, just assumed I was just sassy. He's just a sassy yeah. straight boy. You probably didn't even consider. That's that. what maybe it is. Right. I guess that's why Especially I have that. Situation. Yeah. Th- that's why I have that joke where I'm like, if your kid's in the kitchen with a salad bowl on his head, singing one singular sensation, he's fucking gay. <laughs> like. I guess they were just a like salad oh, yeah. bowl on his head. One singular. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's so talented. <laughs> you just described no, Chris Frangiola. Yeah. <laughs> That's a shit he did Chris, as a kid. That's amazing. Chris loves musical theater. <laughs> he does. He loves. That was he's his dream. He's the straightest gay guy he ever. He said that yeah. was his dream. Musical I theater. I call him my gay best friend. Adorable. He's straight as hell. Yeah. But he's gay he totally, as hell as well. Yeah. He can, he's a Gemini. You know, he, he can is. go both ways. So, but I'm interested as to like, did you have a plan of coming out? Like, did you? Nope. Were you my, stressing? My friend. Well, I came out uh, in my performing arts high school to some of my girlfriends, like some of my friends, right, that were girls. I came out to them because I had a crush on one of the guys I was in love with, and he broke my heart. Ugh. 
Little did I find, because he's a straight boy that I loved, just to find out that some queen from the dance department was fucking him. A boy? Yes! Shut up. Yes! And meanwhile, so he basically just didn't like me. Like, I had, like, this crush on him. And That's like, like your first gay drama. My first gay drama. But no, I just found out now as an adult you just that he was fucking him. Out? Yes. Shut the this fuck up. This boy broke my heart. Like, I was Did you guys hook up in high school? Never hooked up. No, he was my straight boy crush that I loved. So you never talked to him about it. it was he like knew that I liked him, I think, but he never acted on it. Never anything. Nothing. Then I find out years later that he was a big old bottom. He's getting married. (laughs) Yeah, married to a to a woman. See, I like don't you? I don't. I mean, I I just can't imagine being gay. Yeah, and just following suit in this manufactured life that we're. I can imagine it. I can. You know why? Why? Sometimes I often think, would my life had been easier if I just stayed in the closet? I could have had a wife by now and some kids. But don't you think like don't you think that's what makes people go postal when they just um, de- they're denying their natural way of You know what? Existing? Because here's the thing. It's not like I'm actively gay now anyway. Like I'm not having You're sex. You're the straightest gay guy. Yeah, I, know. I don't have gay sex. I'm not dating. The only thing I am is just being able to be free. Which at the end of the day, obviously I'm happy with that, my freedom. Yeah. But I look at it all the time and I'm like it just, you know, like it just seems like a miserable life. It definitely has to be miserable, but do you think God? Do you think I don't want to say I don't like to like say oh life is so hard because you know what there are kids out there that are starving. There are kids out there that are are dying. No love. There are yeah, there are people that are have lost lost limbs. Yeah. So it can always be worse. But I have to say, there's something to be said about that simple life of yeah. like just getting married and having some kids and, and working judged. a job, not being judged. I can't wait to not be on the ballot. Like, yes. I don't want to be an issue. I can't stand listening to people debate about if you're born gay or not. It's like, you know what? I'll tell you right now you are because I know for, I've been trying to be straight my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm not born this way, why am I this way? Yeah. Then, it, like, enough with the opinions. Get me the facts. Go do research. You, you know, all these groups out there that want to prove that you're not born gay, go put money into finding out why the fuck I'm gay then. Yeah. Give me information. Yep. Enough of your opinion. If you care so much about it, go get me facts but don't of why you think I'm people, gay. I think people I don't know. detest homosexuality because they're afraid. Yeah. They're afraid because it's something they don't either it's something that they don't know anything about or they themselves and are gay and they are afraid of Most of, of the that time reality. it's they themselves. Well, here's the thing too. I always say like straight guys who say, "Oh, you chose this." Obviously, uh. no, but here's the thing. I think they were just posed with a decision at one point yeah. that they had to make. So they're like, "If I'm resist, they think Straight people who think that we're that we chose this, they're just gay. They're just straight guys who they think we're just straight guys who can't resist the urge. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. they're like, because they're like, if I can resist it, you can too. And I'm like, it goes beyond just resisting the urge for dick. Yeah, it's not. It's not just about. It's not just about f- sex. It's, it's, and that's and that's my biggest issue with it is we don't pry into. I mean, we pry into everybody's lives now right. because we're in this, like, oversharing generation. Right, totally. But when it comes to a straight couple and their sexual life, mm-hmm. n- 
people aren't as interested. Right. And it doesn't matter to them. But of course. when it, it per, is pertaining to a gay couple, oh, yeah, it's they just, wanna, yeah. all, oh, you guys yeah. are just having perverted yeah, sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't oh, talk about it in front of the kids. There's gerbils in your uh-huh. asshole yeah, 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 yeah. on the weekends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're, fucking, you're, you're yeah. jamming turkey bases <laughs> in each other's assholes full of hot acid. Exactly. And that's how you have full sex. Full of hot acid. Well, it's just like people have this misconception that gay men are all freaks. Yeah, exactly. Meanwhile, I crazy. find that most of the freaks are the stra- are straight men. The straight men? They're the ones with the bag of toys and the batteries. They're the race car driver. Yeah, like I probably am the most. No- yeah, I'm probably the most normal. Se- like, the, like oral is the like that's as far as I go. I know, and that's like, like even like I need to know your name and do you talk I gotta to your know mom. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need some details. Yeah, yeah. And do you talk to your mom? Uh, my thing is that I think is important. They need to like. We were watching Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, me and my nephew, my niece, and Rudolph, this girl reindeer came and was like, she was there to support Rudolph, and she was, he, everything he did was for the girl reindeer, and I was like, look, these kids are watching this right yeah. now, so that's- they're being programmed to believe that's the only thing that's normal, and it was like breaking my heart, and I was like, because I'm very normal, no, well, I, not... Nothing's normal, and that's what I'm saying is that's why I look person. at gay as abnormal because right. I watched Rudolph only love the girl reindeer my whole life, and that's why I can't have a normal life yeah. because of the what I've watched growing up, and that's happening to kids now. That's really interesting. Like all these, I, I never Everything. thought about like all these yep. iconic images, and it's, it's all just men and people. women, men and women, Santa Claus, Mrs. Yes. Claus. So how can I possibly? think that gayness is normal when all I've seen is that. As a comic, we just face the facts. So that's why when I say, when I see two gay men really enjoying them each other, I think they're just settling. I say that because I know how it is to be raised in a straight environment. And as a comic, we just expose the truth and we can't deny it. They're settling because they want to be normal. Yep. They want to feel normal. In a part when of in society. reality, in their soul, they don't feel normal because of when they were growing up, all they saw were straight people. Yeah. So I know for a fact they don't feel normal. God bless them for pretending to feel normal. Yeah. But as a comic, we don't have that luxury of masking the truth. Yeah, you can't mask the truth because we can't. You, you, your art won't grow. It's just what we do. Yeah. We analyze it. But don't so. you think like... We're moving. We're slely moving into a, a place we where s- we're we're barely scratching the surface barely, of yes. exposing uh, the other side mm-hmm. of homosexuality mm-hmm. as it being just people. Just people. They're not. Just they're people. Not freaks. They're just not people. at all. Like like Modern Family. And you can find gay freaks just like you find straight yeah, freaks. Like just like you find yeah, straight humans. freaks. Humans. Here's what I want. Here's what I want for us for the world. I want us to start identifying people as humans. Yeah. And then... Stop labeling sexual Well, I don't mind labels, but let's do f- human first. Yeah. And then, you know, because I also don't get on board with when gay people are like, stop labeling and you don't have to... Well, no. You're straight, you're bi, you're gay. There's labels. Yeah. But let's be human first. And then you can categorize yourself. Because we do, you know, you it's are... It's how you identify. Yeah, exactly. I don't mind labels. Yeah. But let's not just... Let's not separate because of labels. You know? Do you think... And like, start exposing people to gay... Start ex- expose kids to gayness. That's Not gay saying, sex, like, like gay sh- people. Like mod- do you think shows like Modern Family... It helps. Are, ...are helping? Or do you think that even they're scared They need cartoons. Yeah, I, I they agree. need cartoons. They need it in storybooks. I asked my sister to start reading, you know, because every day she reads to her kids. The Barons, the Bernstein Bears, yeah. Mama and Papa Bear, um, the, the, the aliens, Mama and Father and t- aliens. Yes, exactly. I said, so 
yes, they know that I'm gay, and my sister has, you know, explained because my little nephew be like, "What if he'd see me with a girl?" Oh, that's your girlfriend. That's your girlfriend. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna have a girl. Cause you know, I was like, I, I want him to understand that you can. That there's other options. That no, that I'm not gonna have a girlfriend. I'm well, gonna have yes. a boyfriend because yes. I'm gay. And then at first they thought it was funny because they don't see it. That's weird to them. Of course it's weird to them. All they see is straight people. Yeah. So my and my sister said, well, you don't have a boyfriend, so he he's not exposed to it. And I was like, well, I don't want to be the thing that exposes him to it. Yeah. You know, as parents, you're exposing your kids to everything heterosexual. Every book they read is Buck and Mama and Papa Bear. Yep. So throw and, and a book also, in there that's Papa and Papa Bear. And, it, and it's there's this there's this like I feel like this over masculinity. Oh yeah. Like you boys oh. gotta be strong. Boys and girls, and girls need to be have to sensitive. be princesses. Like, why? And they can be princesses. That's yeah. fun. But at the same time, my sister's good at that. She doesn't. She my nephew is so well rounded. He dances. He sings. But then he's like the best football player. He's the best baseball player. He's very well rounded. Very sensitive. His dad is very like physical with him, and they hug and all That's that stuff. Sweet. He's really great. And then he's got his gay uncle. I mean, this kid is so well rounded. He's set. He's set. set for life. He's set. But I agree. But like, even them in the most progressive parenting even even they need more they need the storybooks it's so new but i think that's a really they need the story yeah they need it they need a visual kids otherwise it's weird it's like as you're talking about it i'm thinking about scandinavian children and just even even european children in general they speak three different languages that's normal to them yeah and Uh it, it it really increases their mental capacity Mm -hmm. it it improves Mm -hmm. their ability to learn new things just being able to speak different languages and i think the same Mm -hmm. can be said for exposing children to different sexual or relational situations yes different yeah different different human connections different human connections yeah i think that yeah that's i've never thought about that like Mm -hmm. I have a niece and nephew as well, and mm-hmm. Eddie is just the you know the tough crazy boy. Yep. He does all the sports, and Grace is the ballerina. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And, and, and it's they like are forced into these roles. Oh my God! Pink and blue. They're cho- it's yes. chosen before they have a choice. Yes, it is chosen before and, they have a it, choice. And it's it's I devolved. It's, yeah, it really is, and it's there's definitely something there to be said about exposing your children to all different types all of, of relationships. All of it. Women and women. Yeah. Men and men. And it men has and to women. start in the it in the storybooks. Yes. It's the storybooks that you story read books. to your kids. It's the visuals. That, you don't that, wait till they're not, not ten. But this is this is. By then, it's weird. It's interesting because you're saying how it's not normal because of the way I was ra- you were yeah, raised. Yeah, exactly. It, it can be changed. It can totally be changed. It, it, I mean, it's we're far from that. We're far from it, and we're not even far from it. We're cl- we're like dancing around it we're, because we I close. know that parents these days want to, and they say, you know what parents these days say. Well, I don't hide it from them. Okay. Yeah, but you're not But they don't expose them to it. Yeah. That's the difference. They say, if they ask me, I don't hide it from them. But well, that's... That's, that's like... That's the same thing as not showing them at all. What if... How, how would people feel if I had a kid and every single storybook I showed them was just gay people? They'd be like, It'd you're be like teaching him to be gay. Exactly. So that's what they're doing with straight kids. Yeah. Done. It's as simple as that. That's what they're doing with straight kids. And as a gay person, a very aware comedian who is very hypersensitive, it tortures me. Like I, every day, of, every time I'm around it. Because I just, you know how you were raised. Because I know how I was raised. And I want to always say it, but then I don't want to be the like militant gay person yeah. who's like, no, 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 you know. I mean, so I, I hold I, it but in. But that's another title. Like, just because you have an opinion, people 
you know, you're militant. It's right. like, yeah. well, what if my opinion is something that has to do with social change and in, in, in a social mm-hmm, conscious mm-hmm. that can move mm-hmm. us to a just a, a more harmonious place. Yeah. place, a more evolved and, society. And I just one th- one of my pet peeves is just people hating on people because of you know race, creed, different. sexual orientation, yes, just because, because they're, they're different. different. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, that comes from a place of fear, and that's the saddest place to come from. It comes from fear and ignorance. Yes, I, I feel bad for people that do that. I do. I don't I get do mad too. anymore. I really don't. I don't get mad anymore. It is because it is I sad. genuinely feel bad. Because here's the thing, I've realized, like when I think of like conservatives and stuff like that, I don't they're not coming from a bad place. No. Even racists. They're actually good people. Yeah. They just misinformed. Yep. They don't understand. They don't understand. They don't get it. And they're and they're afraid to come to terms with certain things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They're not they're not they don't mean any harm. They really don't. They genuinely believe what they believe. And it comes from just being misinformed. So I kind of feel bad that they feel that way because it takes anger and animosity to hate energy it takes energy and it takes so much energy Mm -hmm. to hate like i'm i'm a a pretty happy person i mean i'm not not that i'm a happy person i'm a comedian so there's darkness right you try to treat people and it's not even a conscious thing it's just the way i am like Mm -hmm. i try and just treat people in a in a normal Mm -hmm. Civilized, you try civilized to be civilized. Way. And just so, even just Empathetic. smiling, looking people in the mm-hmm. eyes. Like when I order food, mm-hmm. I look the person in the eyes. I'm not texting yeah. and ordering a meal yeah, 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 because yeah. this person is uh-huh. working their ass off so yes. I can sit down and be served. Yeah, it's just that sort of attitude. But it's like I see what you're saying. Where it's some of these people, you can't be angry at them because they, be. they don't. They don't even understand where they're coming no. from. No. Would you let a racist into your love hole? <laughs> 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 I love that you said my second album should be called Love Hole. Remember that? I really think it should be Love <laughs> Hole because it's so many meanings. <laughs> this I is think, a lot of fun, Thomas. Yeah, now. definitely. I think, let me just answer that real quick. Yeah, I answer think it that. would be really, I think that'd be hot to if have you a, had racist a racist in your, your butthole. Because they just, a lot of, like, I don't, don't want to say passion, but just a lot of aggression. I have like a fantasy about like, uh, like, uh, uh, like homophobe. Mitt Romney in your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Condoleezza Rice? No, that's a girl. <laughs> Condoleezza Rice. Jesse, Jesse Jackson? George Bush, just <laughs> up in the ass. <laughs> Ross Perot. <laughs> Ross Perot. I'm trying to remember politicians. Ron Paul. <laughs> Let's just, we just name Bin Ron Laden. Paul. Bin Laden. No, wait, what's, what's the other That'll one? That would be hot. I'm into that Bin Middle, yeah, Middle East. I'm oh, into lately. The nice skin tone. Like dead Bin Laden. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like towards, yeah, when he's like really in the cave, Bin Laden. <laughs> I feel like dead Bin Laden is, you know those things, those little snake things that you light up yeah. and they like. They spiral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think that's what his dick would look like? Just, bin Laden's I just dick? think of Bin Laden. It would just grow yeah. out of his pants like a, like a snake. <laughs> One of those, no, those, yeah, those, you light, little, it starts like, it looks yeah. like a piece of charcoal. But it grows, then, yes. but it grows like a little that's swirly piece of crap. That's what I think of, of as Bin Laden. Aw. <laughs> R.I.P. Bin Laden. <laughs> Amazing. That's what the title of this episode would be. George Bush in your butt. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, Bush in your butt. Bush That's in your butt. Bush in your butt. Done. Done. I love you, Thomas Dale. Love you too, honey. Bush, Bush in your butt. Bush in your butt was a theme for that one. Who doesn't want a little bush in their butt? Come on. Open up your minds and your holes, especially if you're bleaching them. Let people get on in there. 
I love that he calls his butthole the love hole. I call mine the love shack. The love shack. That's right. He's got a point. Don't let guys in your butt unless you know they love you. It's a love hole. We talked about some really good stuff. We talked about Rudolph, the gay-nosed reindeer, and how people shouldn't have such discrimination against gay people. Don't be afraid. Open up your minds. They're just people. Transgender, gay, lesbians, who cares? Everyone deserves love, and everyone deserves rights. So stop being so narrow-minded, assholes. Um, that was great. T Thomas Dale is one of my really good friends. Um, you can check out his album that is available on iTunes. It's called Love Me. Look him up, Thomas Dale. He is on Twitter. He is on Instagram. He may, he may be on Tinder and Grindr and probably OkCupid.com. And he's probably uh, on his way to some straight guy's house right now to give him love. No, actually not love. Just maybe a little blowy. Who knows? Whatever he wants to do. That's my boy. Uh, I have shows next weekend. This weekend, actually. Today's Monday. I have shows this weekend at Kansas City Improv, May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Hello. Come see me. Uh, the Jess America Tour continues. JessieMay.com for tickets. Thank you for everybody who came out to my shows at Levity this past weekend in West Nyack at the Palisades Mall. It was a great time. My mom was at the last show. Nancy made an appearance. God damn it, Jessie me. Don't pull me on stage. She gets very, she's very shy. She's a lady. My mother is a lady. And she was at the show and I yelled to her from the stage to get up on the stage. She was in the audience. And she gets up there. She goes, I don't want to see a goddamn thing. Can you just... Stop it. She gets so shy. It's so cute. But she did say Jesus Christ into the microphone for me. That's a real good mom right there. Um, I, uh, I watched a really good horror movie this past week, The Canal. It was on Netflix. Check it out. Kind of freaky. A little psychological thriller. I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, and another one I rewatched because I love it so much. It's one of my favorite movies. Is uh, written by... Quentin Tarantino and, sh and directed by Robert Rodriguez from Dust Till Dawn. One of the movies that kind of put George Clooney on the sexy map for housewives everywhere. Um, it, it, it's a pretty dope uh, vampire movie. You got to check it out from Dust Till Dawn. And Quentin Tarantino actually is in the movie as well. Harvey Keitel, Juliette Lewis. It's a great cast. Um, Tom Savini, who is a very popular. Uh, special effects, horror movie special effects guy. He's been around forever. He, he worked with George A. Romero, and he, he's just been around for a long time. He actually makes a cameo in the movie, too. Total nerd shit. This is really insider shit, so unless you know, you don't know. Um, another one that's really good on Netflix, Let the Right One In. It's subtitled, so for all of you lazy Americans out there that don't want to read the movie, don't watch it, but you really should because it's that dope. It's called Let the Right One In, another vampire movie. It's a foreign film. It's a Swedish film. It's a beautiful movie. It's haunting, and it's lovely, and it's sad, and it, it, there's grotesque scenes in it. Not that bad, but just it's done really well. Beautiful movie. They, they redid it, of course. You know, there's, there's an American version, but watch the Swedish film first so you have some context. Um, I say um too much. What is it today? I, it's just get the um out of your mouth. 
Figure, the, figure English out. You've been speaking it long enough that you don't need um. I, uh, I'm going to answer questions from Facebook. There's a lot of questions you guys put on my Facebook fan page. I do that every week. So go to Jesse May Peluso Comedian on Facebook, my fan page, and look for that. Also, sharptonguepodcast at gmail.com. Send all your dick pics. You know, I say I keep saying that, but I don't want them. So I have to stop saying that because you guys are sending them. And it's just, it's my fault because I opened up my love hole to that. <laughs> but I really don't want to see your dick pics. It just doesn't do anything. Women don't, women aren't turned on by a dick pic. Well, that's a lie. Sometimes we are. But for the most part, it's just, it's, it's, it's aggressive. I don't, I don't need your dick in a pic. I want it in real life. Sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. I've apologized to my mom four times on this podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do some questions. I'm going to answer some questions from these people. Uh, let's see what we got. Okay. Questions. Sharp Tongue Podcast questions. Eventually, I'll have like a cute little music intro for that for you guys. Slow and steady wins the race. Took me 13 years to get to the podcast world. And then give me another five and I'll have all the cute produced edits, the transitions. <laughs> um, Daniel Healy asks, who's your inspiration? Uh, my inspiration for what, Daniel? You got to specify, uh, you know, what, what, am I in, what are you speaking about? My inspiration to get up in the morning? That's John Stamos. Who's my inspiration to succeed in life? My parents. Who's my inspiration to be a better person? Uh, probably the future baby that I have, if I ever have a child. I probably won't, so it'll be whatever dog I adopt. I want to be a good person for that dog. Um, Jose Garcia, ¿Qué pasó? ¿Qué pasó? He asks, what were your favorite comedy shows growing up? Damn, I loved In Living Color. I thought In Living Color was so groundbreaking. The, 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 the social commentary that existed throughout all the skits, they just had this undertone of really touching on things that were going on in culture at that time. I just thought it was such a smart, funny, crazy, goofy show. I loved it. And obviously, you know, Saturday Night Live is such a huge inspiration for most comedians. Um, I, I loved those shows. And even Full House was a comedy for me as a kid. I, I just, those are my favorites. Um, Robert John Churchill. I'm sorry, sir. Do you own a, a, an estate with that name? You sound like an oil tycoon. Robert Ch John Churchill says, you're funny, sexy, sharp. What's missing in your life? Uh, you, you're missing, Robert, with all those compliments. Um, what's missing in my life? Maybe the right guy. You know, I think I might be ready for someone nice. I'm ready for a nice guy in my life. And uh, daily waffles. Um, Daniel Zuck asks, why did you choose a life of stand-up comedy? Um... Because I had a, you know, I, I experienced some traumatic things as a child, and I think that comedy is just what I resorted to to sort of make everything seem okay. That's, that's kind of the standard story for a lot of comedians. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to have a boss. <laughs> I don't want somebody to tell me to refill the toilet paper in the bathroom, you know? So I just was like, hey, I'll do stand-up comedy. I'll fail for 10 years until I succeed. Um... Steve J. Adams says, you are just awesome. Love your boldness and straightforwardness. Well, that's not a question, but it's a compliment, and I will take it. Uh, let's see. Ashley Schillinger. Schillinger? That's another name. Sounds like you own a, a 
whiskey place. I can't even speak. A whiskey distillery, Ashley Schillinger. Are you a heiress to a whiskey distillery? Um, she says, always a funny topic, sexual disasters, worst sex, worst sex position. You know, I, I think I've said this before. I think the worst sex position is 69. It, it just seems like everyone's overachieving. I, why are you, you, I just don't know if that makes sense. Like I have to give you pleasure while I'm trying to receive the pleasure. How do I feel the pleasure if I'm focused on trying to give you pleasure? It's too much at once. Like, you know, I, I eat my food separately. You know, I, I don't shove a sandwich and salad and chips all into my face at the same time. I like to enjoy them individually. So, you know, I'm not all about having a 69. Sorry, fellas. Um, Dominique De La Ruffy. Is that a real name, Dominique? Dominique De La Ruffy? No, it's Ruffy. I'm sorry. I just said Ruffy. You put the jello in the pudding. Um, that was my horrible Cosby impression. Dominique De La Ruffy, not Rufy. So sorry. What's your favorite mixed drink? <laughs> and I thought your last name was Rufy. How appropriate is that? I like tequila, girl. Mix it with some ice. Maybe some lemon and lime. I ain't mad at you. Um, let's see. Let's do one more. Should we do one more, people? Someone says, what's his name? Nicholas Steinbeck. Any thoughts of doing your own show? Good question, Nicholas. Uh, that's something I've been working on ever since I departed from Girl Code, which is something I'll talk about next week. Everyone's been asking me for a year uh, why I left Girl Code, and I will tell everybody about that. I think next week. Yeah, we can talk about it next week. But thoughts about doing my own show? That's what I've been working on. I'm out there pitching, so it, it's coming soon. Uh, in the meantime, I've been working on my own book and working on this podcast and working on not sounding like an obsessive stalker fan to Stamos. So those are the things that I've been focused on. And I hear he's looking for a lady, so stop being so shy. I'll say it every damn time. And if anybody has any Stamos stories or, or Sasquatch stories, if anyone has spotted either of those uh, e elusive creatures, please let me know. Send me an email. Let me know where you've seen them last, and we can do like a little map. I'll probably find Sasquatch before I find Stamos. You know what? I'm cool with that. I'm fine with that shit. Thank you guys for listening again to another podcast. It's my fourth episode. This shit is fun. Right now I am in the pool area of a Holiday Inn in Plattsburgh, New York, waiting to do my college gig tonight for the Plattsburgh College. And I'm just sitting here and I'm getting high off of chlorine. So I hope I make it. I hope I don't accidentally fall into the pool. And if I do, hopefully my fart bubbles will keep me floating. Uh, you guys are awesome. You're the best. And uh, I'm going to leave you with a voicemail. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do another voicemail. This, is, this voicemail I got last week, I don't know who it is. They're uh, speaking Spanish. I think it's Spanish. And I can't understand what the fuck they're saying. So whoever can translate the message for me, I'm going to send you some merch. I'm going to send you some Jessie Mae merch. I have no idea what the fuck this lady's saying. She's screaming at me. I thought it was my mom speaking Spanish. It still could be. Maybe it's Nancy. Maybe she's so mad at me she didn't want me to know what she was saying in English, so she did it in Spanish. So I'm going to play this message, and whoever can translate it for me, you're going to win some merch. Send me the translation at sharptonguepodcast at gmail.com. I love you. Keep it real. Don't be sad to be yourself, because, baby, you were born that way. Oh. Papi no puede salir. Ahora, ¿y por qué el cartel se llevó a salir? A ver si hay tenis que salir. What the fuck?
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.